Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Anything and Everything podcast. I'm Stephen. I'm Tom. I'm Sabrina. And today we're going to be uh, just doing a bit of a general catch-up episode. We've been away for a while. Um, we're going to be catching up on a few different trailers that we thought looked really cool and interesting. Mm-hmm. And we're also going to be talking at the end um, about the, the classic 2002 Disney film <laughs> Treasure Planet, which is one of my all-time favorite films. What an absolute treat of a film that was, though. I really was not expecting uh, that, but... We'll have to leave our thoughts because I am eager to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is our first topic today, Stephen? Yeah, so our first topic today is actually um, a trailer, funnily enough, mm-hmm. uh, about f- a book that uh, both me and Sabrina have read in our, yes. in our youth. Um, th- this is the, the book Little Women. Mm-hmm. Little it's women. Being, yep. being adapted into a film by Greta Gerwig who made um, Lady Bird, which I don't think either of you two have I seen. I haven't seen it, but I'm no, d- it's I'm on my not. list. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. That, that was kind of one of the, the standout kind of female directors of the last few years mm. and um, Lady Bird was great. So this is kind of her follow-up project to that. Yeah. And to tackle kind of a, like such a, a well-known a- book is kind of a, a ballsy move. So yeah, I think so. What um, do we think of the trailer? Well, look, I never, unfortunately, never had the privilege of reading um, an absolute classic mm. like Little Women, um, or, or, or that was the title of the book. Yeah, yeah was the, yeah. Um, I um, I'm not sure. I just it just seemed to pass me by. I just never picked it up, and mm. I somewhat regret it because obviously it's one of the classics of our age, and the trailer looks really impressive. So yeah, no, honestly, I mean, I I read the book when I was probably a little too young to read the book. Um, because right. little like nine year old me got her heart. <laughs> Ripped to shreds. Oh, I just dear. wanting it is. It, it does have quite a sad ending. Oh no! Um, but it looks really good. Like I remember the tone of the book, and I because I, I mean I read it ages ago. I don't remember specifics, but I remember the tone of the book, and I remember um, just ha- what an amazing story it was. Um, especially as like a young girl to read. Like it's like it's quite feminist, and I'm I'm such a fan. Like you know, just to have something that came out. I don't even know when it came out, but I just I feel like it's really old. Um, and just to have that as a little girl and to see that this movie and we've got such an amazing cast as yeah, well. Yeah, I'm like, kind of like dumbfounded by oh, this cast. Mm. We got like Emma Watson. Yeah, Cersei Ronan. Cersei Ronan. Uh, Florence Pugh, who you guys might not know, but um, just had a film yeah. Midsummer just came out, which is... Um, oh, wow. is that that... Uh, terrifying Yeah, horror. the Ari film, yeah. Ooh, I so. literally couldn't finish that trailer. A lady oh in my, my cinema, just a little side note for that, passed out in my Whoa. cinema yeah, while watching that movie. That's um, absolutely me. fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, it was pretty I, insane. I, oh, my God. I've it's, not seen it. So. Don't watch <laughs> don't, it. It's terrifying. Do it. like, no, do I, it. It's great. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I loved it. It's like my angel and devil. Well, uh, yeah, I, I've heard other people talk about it, and some people I've heard speak about it were absolutely enamored with it, and some people really just didn't didn't like it very much. So. Yeah, well, that's Ari Aster, um, so that's... Yeah, but understandable. Back to Little Women. The other yes. name I wanted to mention is um, Eliza Stanlin and also Timothy Chalamet. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah, I totally said his last one wrong. If you're listening, Timothy, <laughs> I'm so sorry. Timothy, sorry, if you're listening, Tim, is, um, it's pretty interesting because have you read Dune, Tom? Uh, no, it's uh, on my list. I've got a copy on my right. shelf um, at yeah. home. It's sort of third on my list at the moment. I've got a few books to read before I get to Dune, but I am... I'm hotly anticipating reading it because I know obviously it's being adapted. Yeah, and, Timothy um, Chalamet is the lead for that. Oh, so, oh, um, this is funny. It's actually this is the second time in about two weeks that someone has mentioned <clears throat> June, June, which I haven't, I haven't heard about until literally. My just understanding like, is is that it's a it's like Star Wars. It's like a Star different. Wars kind of like it's a bit grittier. So of. yeah, my, yeah. My understanding of the basic plot <laughs> is that it's kind of. It's it's kind of like a grand space opera kind of story yeah, about love. like kings and queens mm. of different yes. planets and that sort of thing, 
but um, it, it's it's really really well renowned in like the literature community. Yeah, um, I've heard great I've, things. I've tried to start it a couple times, but have never had the commitment to finish it. But mm-hmm. yes, now that these couple of years are coming up, I might try and yeah, might try and finish it. But yeah, yeah it's, um, it's definitely on my list as well. Mm-hmm. To finish yeah, but, um, I might even try like rereading um Little Women as well if I can get oh, the chance absolutely. before the film comes out. But yeah, that film looks really good in my opinion, and I think that um I think that it's got Oscar buzz written all over it for some of those oh, performances. Saoirse Ronan in particular looks oh like she's she's she, crying in a in numerous well, different just, scenes. Just she different different looks like such of, a good choice for Joe, who, who like she's yeah. such a freaking lively character. Like I loved. Joe. Oh, so the, um, if you're going to choose a, a lively young woman, there's, oh, yeah. there's there's few that I could think of that would be better for any yeah. role like that than a Saoirse Ronan. Oh, so. absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, and like for you sure. said, Tom, the calibre of actor just oh, my goodness screams me, Oscars, I think. Meryl Streep in there oh, my alone gosh, is worth totally at least one Oscar, Meryl right? Yeah. I was yes. going to say, we've not mentioned Meryl. <laughs> yeah, Laura Dern as well. Yeah, um, of course, Laura Dern. Of you know, she's Jurassic basically... Park fame and yeah. um, Lost Jedi Yeah, fame, Twin Peaks and like, yeah, she's... Notoriety. Yeah, she's a she's a top quality actor in her own. As right. I said before, when we were watching the trailer, just to refresh us before we started recording, mm. the, what they seem to have done with Emma Watson in particular, they seem to have aged her down. I mean, she's um, still. I mean, uh, she is quite young anyway. Like, I yes, feel like she's only what, like twenty five. She's she's twenty six, twenty seven, I think. I think. Yeah, right. Like that's still quite yeah. young. It's still young, but she doesn't look. Yeah, like if you yeah, look she, at her in the Beauty girls, and the Beast, I think the girls are like maybe 20 she looks like she yeah I, like... I think i think they've tried to age up the they've they've used a caliber of actor that's yeah. quite clearly probably just just out of that age bracket yeah. but yeah yeah, it, yeah. It, but it's that's not what they like... do in most films anyway yeah, of course. Yeah. No, it's yeah. like there's um, never an actual well, it's just, it's actual just her fa- facial and like hair for some reason makes me think of mm. her in like the goblet of fire or something yeah. like that but yeah, 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 yeah. Like, like i was saying when we were watching the trailer um i think that in the last harry potter films they made a a concerned effort to age them all up as much yeah, as possible because of the dark really themes young. and yeah. things and yeah. kind of if you look at the the holding trinity of harry potter crazy yeah harry i mean potter. and and you know harry harry's rocking that receding hairline in that cool. last one so that is, that is to be fair as a bit of a harry potter nut myself i um like the books to movie kind of jump i'm always a bit of a pretentious guy when it comes to like book to movie jump but like that final two-parter mm. i don't know why it gets so much flack because it's one of my favorite harry potter films it's not my favorite book but yeah. in terms of the films just, yeah i would agree just a fun yeah. also, fact d- about me um i remember picking up harry potter when i was about eight Quality. um I didn't finish it then because it didn't have enough romance in the first couple of chapters oh as an eight-year-old. In what are we talking about? The you know what you like in the first one. Yeah, I knew what I liked, well, yeah, and it's was, it's yeah. it's still it's still consistent. Like if there's mm. not enough romance, I'm like, look. I mean, you would have been dis- distraught then reading that series because it's just an absolute yeah, right? lack of any I, kind of yeah, romance. Yeah. In well, those films. I, I have bit, read but... them since I have read them, um, but yeah, I just. Just a little were fun you, uh, fact about me. Were you a Harry and Ginny or were you a Harry and Hermione? Harry and Ginny. Harry and Ginny. Really? really? I love the canon, you know. Yeah, for most fair. for most things, I go with the canon. You go with the canon. Yeah. What, about, like, what about Cho Chang? <laughs> oh, my God. I absolutely forgot about her. <laughs> That's, that probably tells you my opinion yes, on yes. that. I was also, also just that, really quickly, guys, I just Googled it. Uh, Emma Watson will be 30 in April. Wow. No, she's not. Yeah. She is apparently. I'm I'm looking yeah. at it right now. Yeah, How the hell is she twenty nine? Fifteenth of April. So she recently had her birthday uh, a month or two what? ago. Um well, more what, a month or two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're in August. We're Jesus. in August, Tom. Um it'll be yeah, well, that was a good while ago. So she, in in yeah, in, in she's yeah. closer to her thirtieth than she is her twenty ninth. So. Yeah. So she's um, uh, she's in Aries. 
<laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> so Sabrina she's just like went some... straight for the star sign. Well, well, I was like, I, yeah. yeah, it tells you a lot about a person, you know. <laughs> Regardless, <laughs> you tell she's a, a Leo. Yeah, <laughs> with my mane of golden hair. Yikes! <laughs> anyway, the second show we're going to look at today, guys, is uh, one that Tom brought to our attention. I'd heard of it, but I hadn't got the chance to see it, mostly because no. I've never watched the original series. Well, but it's, it's, not, the, it's not the original series. It's, yes, of yeah, course. Yeah, it's Next Generation. But I, having never seen the original series, I wouldn't no, know the difference. Course, between yeah. them. No, fair, fair point. I never finished the original series. I think I watched the first half of the first season, and it was two sixties for me. If you're still wondering what we're referring to, it's uh, <laughs> yes, the Star Trek just... Picard trailer. Oh, mm. I'm just... I am very excited for this. So, Star Trek The Next Generation has been something that uh, on and off I've watched pretty much my entire life. Mm -hmm. Like, when I was younger, I used to watch it at my grandparents because they had a lot of them on, like, VHS tape. Oh, we and, love... Yeah, I know. Okay. This, is, yep. this is peak 90s. Um, and, like, a peak 90s kid, it was in the 2000s that I watched it. It was, like, 2001 that I watched mm. it. Um, and, like, the movies were coming out around that time, like the Star Trek Next Wait, Generation just, how movies. How old were you in two thousand one? In two thousand one, I would have been like six, oh God, five. I'm an actual child. <laughs> I was two. Oh my God. <laughs> were you even born, Sabrina? Yeah, hey. even Wait, two thousand one. I'm, a, that's I'm technically three. a nineties yeah, baby. Yeah, I would have been five. I would have been five in two thousand one. So yeah, I was two. I was starting to watch Star Trek and Star Wars. <clears throat> yeah. I watched Star Wars first, and I like Star Wars. It's always going to have like it's always going to be the most like my treasure but Star Trek is a close second and mm, like I think really I think 2001 your boy Steven would have been uh, gearing up for Treasure Planet hello but Treasure also Planet. would have did been did you watch that in the cinemas are you I, I, I watched it in the cinemas yeah I was I was massive you have no oh, idea yeah, we'll that. get Super to that but also would have been gearing up big time for the Lord of the Rings that was oh, my yes, thing oh yes that would oh, have yeah. been uh, regardless um, Star Trek Picard sort of picks up the story 30 or so years after mm -hmm. the next generation ends and it's the primary timeline of the Star Trek universe if you don't know much about star trek um there are lots of different timelines and like different shows and like the new stuff is a completely different like universe to like yeah, that one on channel 11 where it's like um there's like the the fish looking so star trek voyager just... is it at, or at uh, the moment so that's... so so the primary timeline is uh the original series next generation deep mm. space nine and uh, Voyager, so yeah. the original four TV series that spanned from the 60s to like the late 90s, mm -hmm. um, and then the uh, sorry, I was thinking the Enterprise is the one that's on Enterprise, like yes. CBS. Right oh now. yes, of course it has Enterprise. I forgot about Enter Enterprise. Yeah. Enterprise was also one that was sort of a bit later, but it was like a prequel right. to the original series. Okay, because um, um, I because I've recently um, I assistant directed on a Star Trek fan production, which has um, got like over like 60,000 views now, and that's nice. like it done quite well for itself. But that just shows, I think, how big the fandom mm. for that it's still insane. is, and like the the kind of um, the hunger for the that, hunger for, that Star for, for Star Trek to come back. We were quite surprised, particularly the next generation, because it's the next generation is probably the most popular. Star yeah, Trek I think series. I haven't seen too much. I I, w I watch a lot more of like Stargate Atlantis and um, those sorts of shows. Yeah, of course. I mean, it's, it's same Similar. same it's type of stuff. Yeah, but I have seen some Star yes. Trek. Uh, and I think it's the it's the Picard it's and Shatner. Picard. Oh, well, Shatner's not in. Oh, TNG. well, then I watched <laughs> Shatner. You watched because I remember watching him overact Spock, ridiculously. Right? Yeah. Yeah, that's the original series. Oh, okay. So, yeah, so but um, I think I've seen episodes here and there of, of, of the Picard. So TNG, stuff. the the main the OG boys in the Next Generation would be um, Picard, played by Patrick Stewart, of mm -hmm. course, Commander Data. 
uh, who was the android fella that we saw. Mm-hmm. Um, oh I, do, I, do, yeah, I do know you know Data. <laughs> I, I do know, know so, who that so is. F- forgive me if I'm wrong, obviously not knowing much about Star Trek, but um, is this um, Patrick Stewart's first return since? No, it is no? not. So he returned had... for a couple of quite bad movies oh, in no. the early 2000s. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, <laughs> he, returned, he, he acted alongside Tom Hardy's first major appearance in a Star Trek. Like Tom, Tom Hardy's first major appearance was in a Star Trek film. Really? Wow. Yeah, okay. he, and it was pretty bad. Like, his, <laughs> like he, was, he was playing like a clone of Picard. Right. He was playing a clone Tom of Patrick Hardy Stewart. Tom Hardy is a... Yeah, it's, he shaved his head. And like he was bald and skinny. What on earth? It was what? so okay, weird. Okay, I need to. I need, I need to, to see this. Yeah. I haven't seen this movie. I don't think I've seen it. <clears throat> I don't think I've seen it all the way through. But it's called Star Trek Nemesis, I think. Right. And it had uh, Tom Hardy in it, and he gives such a weird performance. Like I love Tom Hardy so much. Like that's him not Peaky him. Blood, what the him. hell? Yeah, what? Okay, I for know. for our listeners, please Google <laughs> Tom Hardy Star Trek. Just, that's all you um, need to Google. It yeah. comes up. Because it's... It's weird, isn't it? Excuse me? It's it, weird. I mean, you, to you be know fair, like? I he do see like... a bit of a James McAvoy have you all, kind of... Have you all that, seen that's that? That's what it's I got the... as well, the vibes as well, the James yeah, McAvoy. It's James, just like... James McAvoy. And also, you know that Russian... Um, it's like He was a meme a couple of years back where he wore the white suit. And, ah, oh, yeah, that guy. Ah, oh, that's yeah, the yeah, vibe yeah, I'm yeah, getting. Yeah, the, uh, right the Eurovision dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> With the friggin' yeah, yeah. Yeah, what's yeah, that yeah. guy's name? I, I can't remember. I, I just know him as the butter guy. guy. I thought you were talking about the trollolo guy at first. Oh no, 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 no. I love no, that the, guy. The space, uh, yeah, the space <laughs> Eurovision guy. Yes. Uh, well, our listeners are probably thoroughly confused. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, if that if that doesn't explain Star Trek, I don't know what yeah. does. Yeah. It's some weird Klingon dialect. Anyway, regardless, the, yeah, Star for, Trek for people that want to know what we're talking about, it's the if you search Chum Drum Badrum into. Um, <laughs> That's the name of the song. Chum, chum, that's chum, the name of the podcast. That's drum, the name of this episode. Like, like chum, chum, chum. <laughs> yeah, chum like like bud, drum like the thing you hit, and then bedrum is like bed and Bob rum. Gum. Right. Yeah. So Google that, put that into YouTube, and it'll come up with the full video. Um, I feel like I get a virus so- if I put that in. So <laughs> <laughs> you get some really <laughs> my laptop. Yeah. No, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Trust me. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. Regardless, Star Trek Picard, the trailer, uh, we're a little bit behind on this. It came out a couple months ago. Um, yeah. But I'm very excited, and I just want, I didn't even know you guys hadn't even sort of seen it. So. Yeah, yeah. Like, like I said, I've never, like, really sat down and watched any Star Trek apart from, mm. like, the Chris Pine movies recently. Yes. Yeah. Um, well, I've only seen the one with uh, Benedict Cumberbatch. And yeah, the second oh, yeah. one, yeah. That's yeah. probably it's the best one. Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah, that, that is probably yeah. the best of the, one. Yeah. Of the new three. Not that the new yeah. three are, like, I mean, I like them. Obviously, but they're just sort of like a rehash of the original series. Yeah, right. Done. I, I think it's a, I think it's a good introduction for people that aren't quite as willing to kind Rewatch. of stick with it's it like, with the yeah. old stuff because it's, of the technology. The thing is, is that mm. like I put Star Trek down for a good like eight or nine years. So mm. like when I was ten, I didn't pick it up again till I was in my late teens, which is when. I I watched the like the new Star Trek stuff like I didn't see it in cinemas I like picked it up a couple years ago yeah and then I just was like oh, I need to really watch Next Generation again because then I tried to watch the original series and I was like I can't deal with like singing and like <laughs> and stuff yeah that's yeah I just um, like have you all ever heard just kind of on the topic have you all ever heard there was like a um, it went around on Tumblr, but like there was a game that you could play where someone yells Shatner, and you just have to overact whatever you're doing. Yeah, really? So like, I've if you're that. like opening a door, you like stumble through it and like yes. throw the door open. 
Yeah, it's a great time. Um, so yeah, time. I can highly recommend The Next Generation. It's all on Netflix yeah. for you specifically, mm. Stephen. Yeah. It makes such great binging material, and like you can put it down and pick it up because each most episodes are like self-contained. Oh, yeah. that's so, like, I love. I love when series do that because mm. it's like there's. I mean, I don't get me wrong. I love a good like consistent timeline where you like yes. you have to watch it, but also. Like things like Brooklyn Nine Nine or yeah. The Office, and Parks and Rec. Yeah, yeah, yeah those sorts of things. Generation, great cameo from I forget his name. He's a really famous actor. What's he been he in? He played Jane's dad in Breaking Bad, the air traffic controller guy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah what's his name? I can't remember. His I can't name. remember. He plays a younger, obviously a younger version of him, and his in his youth played uh, Q in Star Trek: The Next Generation. Oh, who's one of the most interesting characters? You know Q, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. One of the most interesting characters in. Well, he was he cameoed in like Deep Space Nine and stuff as well, mm. I think. But like, he's he Q is one of the more interesting. He's like an omniscient kind of like god type mm. character. He's just great. He's right. good fun. So, right, yeah. um, definitely recommend um, Star Trek Picard, which should be coming out in the next few months, I believe, uh, later this year. Yeah, I reckon even great. even as someone who isn't a big fan of of Star Trek, I, I seem interested. Like, yeah, like I, like I said, like uh, Patrick you, yeah. Stewart's um, involvement alone is enough to kind of pique my interest. And having yeah. watched that trailer now, it, it looks, it, it looks really like good. it could be a good jumping yeah. in point. It doesn't look like it's like obviously yeah. it's going to reward the older viewers, but I yes. also feel like they'll probably take the approach of trying yeah. to. I think younger. yeah to kind of like draw a comparison there's um a little bit more of um like when you're watching like a DC movie you kind of have to know some of the back stuff like I remember watching yeah, Batman v crazy. Superman and there was that fucking like yeah. dream sequence that was really weird and this, this, I as yeah. someone who didn't know the backstory I was really confused whereas watching like a Marvel where you kind of like it's you if can you're just jump in yeah, well, yeah this, this, so yeah. for you know, you if someone else wants another Batman comparison, that's, that's no, 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 okay. not at all. The, the thing I was going to say is, I agree with you, Sabrina. I think that sometimes these larger products can actually be quite intimidating to start. Something yeah. like Star Trek has always kind of thrown me off. Morely, and same oh, with with like the so Batman comics, it, just because yeah. where do you begin? Do oh, you begin yeah. at the start, or because the timelines overlap? Like yes. even getting into something like I just got recently into Twin Peaks, which I've been talking to you guys about a lot, and mm. I'm just about finished that now. But even then, there's kind of. Um, different interpretations about the best way to watch so it like and that it, sort of thing. It's interesting. There's been a lot of like like a bit of debate. So like a lot of people say start with the original series. I don't think you need to. Personally I started with the next generation mm-hmm. um, which was like early 90s so it's like great. It's like peak cringe yeah. inducing. The first series is a bit of a struggle um, but then there's a rule with the next generation. It's like the show grows as Riker's beard grows. So there's a character <laughs> called Commander uh, Commander Riker who was the, the guy who the guy sits, sits weirdly, sits really weirdly. Yeah. He, You would have seen in some of those scenes he didn't have a beard and some mm. of the other scenes he did have a beard. Right. So like he grew a beard post season tell. two. That's how you tell the show gets good is when he has a beard. But there <laughs> right. are some episodes that you can safely just friggin' skip. Like mm. the one where Beverly Crusher like falls in love with a Scottish ghost. It's really weird. Like, like most shows, they have filler episodes. Still Star, Star Trek? Trek? Yeah, it's really <laughs> yeah, weird. Okay. You can probably what, what skip most of the holodeck episodes as well. And like, there's just some, there's some, there's, there's like this piece of technology on the Enterprise called the holodeck where you go in and it's like a virtual reality chamber. Right. You can do anything. So there's these weird episodes where Captain Picard goes on like a detective adventure or like Commander Data becomes like a sheriff in like oh, <laughs> an okay. old town. It's so funny. Um, but those episodes are generally pretty dreadful. Like the Star Trek shines when it's doing like really hardcore sci-fi. Anyway, let's move on from Star Trek because I could ramble for hours. Moving on from Star Trek, we're moving on to a completely different direction, which is um, the Lighthouse trailer. Oh, this looks amazing. This I gotta did, say, this, this looks like one of the most 
most exciting kind of projects I've seen in a while. Um, yes. Obviously, we talked about our kind of our faith and belief in Robert Pattinson as an actor um, yeah. the last yes. couple of weeks and kind of how we think that he's developing into quite like a mature performer. And how he was mm. done really dirty by Twilight. 100%. And honestly, yeah. it, like, I know I said that, but like... <coughs> oh, sorry. <coughs> Are you just coughing because you, <coughs> you literally can't stomach <coughs> Twilight? <laughs> <laughs> We've all been there. Oh my God, sorry. Um... No, I mean, I I know I said last time, like, I, 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 I like that there's less Twilight hating, but honestly, I definitely have my problems with Twilight. Like, and this is off topic, but, like, seriously, t- the story of Twilight did everyone dirty. Like, oh, yeah, everyone who's in it, they would they would. Well, you can't, you can't, you can't criticise the actors for that. Like, oh, the, no. the only criticism that lies, that, that lies with Twilight is in its fucking creation. Mm. <laughs> the fact that it's a literal, like, fanfic. But, oh, yeah. yeah. yeah anyway, that's, that, that's, that's, that's anyway, a whole other thing. We should yes. forget Robert Pattinson was even in that. And yes. remember that he's yeah. in this incredible trailer. Which, yes. And that he is a great actor. 100%. And alongside another great actor in Willem Dafoe. Yes. Oh, my goodness. So, yeah, he's had, he's had a great couple of years, just mm-hmm. for anyone that has been paying attention, kind of the Oscar runs he's been involved basically every year for a yeah. project he had that so Vincent Van Gogh film Vincent Van Gogh yep um, he had that film good. he had one called The Florida Project which I'm not mm-hmm. sure if you guys heard of but was a really good film um, he got nominated for an Oscar for that as well wow um, so yeah he's had a great couple of years and this looks um, really interesting yes. have you guys seen uh, so this film is a film by Robert Eggers so he's a director. I think he's only about twenty-seven. He's super he did young. Oh, he He did the witch, which um, I haven't seen. But which is an incredible about. film. Um, yes. A really, really shockingly great horror film. Um, mm-hmm. Shockingly great. I'm not a, shockingly great. Yeah. I'm a wuss. You would love I... it because it's about witches, Sabrina. Okay. Yes. Can but... we do a screening? It's literally the called the witch. Are you gonna, yeah, I know. You're gonna tell me. Duh. You're gonna look at me and tell me that I'm wrong. Well, I just I'm like I'm well, a like, wuss, you know. Like I watch horror is, films. I just I have nightmares for the next three weeks. Is, is, I, I don't even issue. go near horror films personally. So like, if we did a screening, the three of us, and maybe recorded our jump scare moments. Yeah, Steve would be laughing, YouTube. and Tom and I would be crying in the corner. Yeah, I, <laughs> I watch way too many horror. <laughs> or films. Or I'll bring out all my witchy stuff. I need a cut off. Everyone gets cut off. Oh my god. Um. Yeah, but the fact that he's decided to do this in black and white and kind of the aspect yeah. ratio as well mm. and it's shot on film it just looks so beautiful and like haunting and like Tom you mentioned Lovecraftian I did oh absolutely especially yeah. like the if you all have seen the trailer there's like a shot of like like the tentacles m- the stuff. tentacles yeah, yeah. and the bugs well, that's, like, what, that's what that's what tweaked it is this Cthulhu like, when, I, yeah. well, when, I, when I first watched it I saw the little tentacles and I was like, huh, Cthulhu. And then I rewatched it and I was like, this has got a lot of kind of like really oppressive, yeah. eerie Lovecraft. And I yeah, love yeah, yeah. Lovecrafty. And like, mm. I just said I hate horror, but then I just, I'm like, I love Lovecraft. So it's like, yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah, like a, it's like a real, but I can, I can read horror. Yeah. I don't necessarily know if I can watch it. And I can play horror video games just fine. But like, for some reason, horror Yeah, films, watching it is a little different. Because like, yeah. I feel like I'm out of control because I can put a book down. Mm. I can run away from a monster in a game. If I'm watching a film, I kind of feel like I'm there, and I, yeah. you know, I'm immersed yeah. more for some reason. I don't know. It's just a weird quirk that I have. With yeah, horror. it looks really That's good. Though. Yeah, it looks really good. And unfortunately, it doesn't have a release date in Australia yet. But it, 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 we'll, we'll probably find out soon enough. Hopefully, yeah. before kind of the new we'll, year. We'll uh, get it online. <laughs> All right, Tom. <laughs> we're not. We're not criminals. We're not pirates. No. I mean, speaking of a film that does. Have a <laughs> It does have a release date in Australia. Is the Nightingale, which is oh, an, uh, an, an Australian horror film. Well. I am so is that excited. Horror? That is a horror film. I thought, uh, that, was, so, I thought that was like thriller. It's got, I it's, it was like thriller. It's got, it's got like quite horror aspects to it. So okay. all that I know about it is it's a, 
it's been pitched as a as a rape revenge film, right? Um, where yes, yeah, so it's not like a supernatural horror thing. No, no, no. no. Yeah. It's more okay. of like the human element of okay. horror. And um, yeah, Jennifer. This is Jennifer Kent's um, kind of sophomore film mm. as well. Um, so she did the Babadook, yeah. which is a great Australian That's horror great. film. Yeah. Um, and so this, is she an yeah. Australian actress doing an Irish accent, or is she no, an she's Irish the actress? director? Sorry. Uh, oh, sorry. Jennifer Kent. No, yeah. that's right. <laughs> I got that confused when we were watching the trailer, didn't I? Sorry, Jennifer. <laughs> jo- Jennifer, <laughs> if you're listening, listening yeah. on the but, off chance that you're listening, I, I'm she's, dreadfully sorry. Yeah. No, she, she's she's terrific, and I, and I think that this looks great. I've heard really good things about kind of how this blends mm. all the crime. Like somebody said that it's a really good depiction of how the crimes of history all merge, and you can kind of see that in that kind of. How the yeah. Aboriginals have been treated, how like, probably, yeah. like the women yeah. have been treated by these kind of. I'm, um, honestly, I'm very, very interested. Like, I mean, I, I'm always a big support, supporter of of Australian films. Like, I really think course. that's that's you know, as an Aussie, we love it. Um, but I'm also like, I don't know. I, it looks like it has really good, like a good story. You know, everything, and I'm also really intrigued to see Sam Claflin. As yes. a villain, mm. yeah, that's because, definitely interesting. Like, interesting he, casting, eh? He always plays the kind of like like Finnick O'Dare. He's he's like the dashing yes. kind of like. Well, you know, we were speaking about him the other like, day, weren't we? He, we did bring him up on our last that, episode. That, I'm pretty sure. That he's Look, in, okay, in I just Peaky I have an undying love for Sam Claflin, so, so it's fine. Well, he was me before you. Uh, well, he's playing a villain in Peaky Blinders as well. Oh, so yes, he's playing yes, he's playing a real life he's playing a real life figure, historical figure. If you don't know much about British politics, so Oswald Mosley. Who was the leader of the British Union of Fascists in the 30s? Oh, yeet. Yeah, I know. Yeah. He wanted to. I think he wanted to. His main thing is he wanted Britain to stay out of World War Two. Yeah. Um, in order to sort of like allow for Hitler to dominate Europe, basically. <laughs> so, uh, so old mate Finnick is uh, playing um, a fascist in Peaky Blinders. So. I might have Me to before watch. you, yeah. the fascist tale. The fascist tale. Oh my tale. god! <laughs> no. <laughs> Um, yeah, so, yeah, no, but I'm really interested, and I, I think it's um, it look it looks like a really good as you said a really good blending of yeah. of multiple different issues, and I think Definitely. that's really important. Like I think especially in this day and age, we need to be watching and creating things that actually address stuff, yeah, oh, and not just there just dancing kind around of, kind of the different yeah. kind of issues, and but also not, just the, yeah. the way it looks as well. Uh, it looks like it's shot so beautifully, and oh, I can't yes. get over the fact that it just. It looks like Australia, but it also doesn't. It has this kind yeah, of right. eerie, like, deep forest kind of look. Yeah. Like yeah. Australian fauna, but, like, but the, the colours don't, like... We have such harsh light here. Whenever you yeah. try and shoot it anything It looks really outdoors. bright and But quite, I suppose, I mean, looks, if, was it yeah. shot on well, the East Coast? it looked Coast? quite saturated. Yeah, it would have been shot well, on the East yeah, Coast. Yeah, I mean, I spent the first half of my life in the East Coast. It does look very, very, very different. Yeah. Okay. Like, right. the, I mean, the light is different. The, yeah. the tr- trees, even, are kind of different. Well, so, yeah. I... It felt, it looked like my home. Yeah, right. It's it's funny you say that because it it looked like my home in the UK. So it looked like a, like, because I grew up in sort of like a foresty area. Yeah. And it was, um, it, it looked really, really quite, Miserable. Yeah, like it adds to the vibe, though. Yeah, of course. And I, I was yeah. like, wow, this this movie looks absolutely beautiful. Yes. Um, like like the cast, the like the 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 visuals, the the, the historical the trailer, setting, like just the use of sound in that trailer. Uh, oh yeah. my There's a lot of like cutting to like yeah, like, to, like the silence. silence. Yeah. yeah, I'm very excited to see this. It looks great. Yeah. So. So spe- speaking of Sam Claflin, um, his his co partner in in the hit film <laughs> Me Before. For you yeah. has also got a new film coming out, which yes. me, me and Tom enjoyed, which, kind of uh, <laughs> giggling at the yes. the, the comedy Look, romance aspect I of it. I am 
So this movie, it's called you The Last Christmas. You couldn't get any Christmas. further, any different from Nightingale in this movie. Yeah, look. Um, <laughs> They're taking no. two different career paths, in, in, the, yes. the two co-stars of me before you. In in saying my previous comment about how you, we should be like making things that mean stuff, um, this movie, this next one is it's like... that's. But it's, it's pure entertainment. I don't think there's anything wrong with that, but it is pure, awful entertainment. Like it's, my... So it's The Last Christmas. Um, it's starring Amelia Clark and, oh boy, What's I can't remember name? his name. I He's in name. Uh, Crazy Rich Asians. He plays Nick Young. Nick Young well, while you're looking that up, yep. I wanted to sort of make a, a passing comment, which is very interesting. So I lombast a lot of rom-coms <laughs> uh, on this okay, podcast Henry and Golding. This po- oh, there you go, Henry Golding. But I, I, I do take the mick out of a lot of podcasts, uh, podcasts, a lot of, <laughs> uh, a lot of rom-coms on mm. this podcast. However, my two favourite movies of all time are rom-coms. Essentially rom-coms. Yeah, yeah, about, yeah, time and yeah, about time and love, actually. Yeah. Are my two, are literally my two favourite movies of all time. Yeah. Um, so I'm a bit of a hypocrite. So um, It's just American no, rom-coms just... that you hate specifically. Yes, it is American <laughs> rom-coms that I mean, I this hate. one's... It's British. set in London. This one's British, yeah, yeah. Because right, be, I think yeah. they're both. Well, is it English or is it is it just? Set well, in Amelia London, Clark is probably English. just set in London. She yeah. is. Um, she is, and I, I'm pretty sure British, Sam yeah. Golding. He at least has a British accent in, in that Crazy movie. Rich Asians. Oh, in Crazy Rich okay. Asians. Okay. Uh, He's English Malaysian, so he's English. English. Yeah, right. Okay. So, so it British. is an English film. Sorry, yeah. guys. Didn't mean to. Didn't mean to to, to, to take a massive dump on my country. Yeah, sorry, then. Tom. Bloody, uh, <laughs> I'm gonna have to take you away for treason. Here. <laughs> <laughs> hey, why do you think they shipped me off to Australia? <laughs> oh my god. No, but anyway, I'm super excited for this movie. Like, I love. I I absolutely. Would you say adore. super excited? Yes. <laughs> as excited as you are for like the lighthouse. It's like it's a different type of excitement, my dudes. No, look, I I will see it. It looks like a bit of fun. Yeah, I'm um, definitely going to be dragging all of my friends along I'm because it's probably yeah. just going to see it for the George Michael music. That's totally fair. So yeah, yeah, great music. It. That's just it. Yeah, what a great man. Rest in peace, my boy. Definitely. Um. So yeah. So another project that we have um mm. written down here is um the the Kingsman prequel, which I'm not sure if we got a chance to talk about recently or how much you know about Sabrina. Are I... you are you a Kingsman fan of the series? I've watched the first one. I haven't seen the second one. Right. So now that you have seen the trailer, yes. Sabrina, <laughs> for our mid-podcast break, yes. what do you think? We have returned. Um, <laughs> Having only seen the first one, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I think it looks great. I, I don't... Is it? Is there any, like... What was the ring that they put on? Uh, first the ring, of all, as, I'm not, as a British I man. I think it was just a signet. <laughs> as, as a British man. As a British man. That's what the significance of rings are. What is ring? What, what are rings? Well, just it, it just the concept like a, of. <laughs> it just looked like a signet ring. I don't, it, didn't, okay, it, it had didn't, no special it significance. It wasn't actually. Well, a, like, I think, do they have rings? They in do, the, in they the do have rings, but it's they're probably like passed down, right? It's like. Well, the ring. I just wanted to check that it wasn't like a, a actual. So, like, the ring in the first film. No, it's not a plot device. No, no, like, not like an actual, like. The royal family wears no, that. Yeah, no, okay. no, no. It's cool, just cool, cool, it looked cool. just looked like a standard signet ring. Yeah, it's probably that. one of their gadgets, like one of their early gadgets or something. Yeah, yeah. Because right. um, in the first ring, it has in the first ring in the first film, the ring has like, I think like a, it's like a bomb or something. Or it's like a little grenade. Oh yeah. I can't remember. Oh no. I, it's, yeah. Or is that? Or am I thinking of J- James Bond? Probably, probably James probably thinking Bond. Thinking of James Bond. Um. No, but it looks good. Definitely, I see what you mean about look a lot darker. Than yeah. the other ones, yeah, like I've, for sure. I mean, as having only seen the first one, which was quite comical. Yes, yeah. The um, second one was even more comical. Oh, it was really? Like even more funny in a way. Like, okay. Yeah, which is which is definitely like Matthew Vaughan's style. So yeah. he's producing this one, but he, this is to be the first one that he's not directing. So yeah. it's an interesting choice. So it's got a much more serious tone, which I like for mm. like a World War One film because you can't exactly make a happy World wanna... War One film. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I think like uh, Matthew Vaughan's kind of like comedic aspects 
fit well into like a modern society but maybe it wouldn't reflect as nicely in like in a world like war one setting yeah, in the early 1900s where, you know like yeah. millions of people are dying oh yeah it's yeah. not it's not exactly a cheery subject but i really yeah. like the look of that film i love kingsman anyway like i adore mm. like obviously golden circle was a little bit of a letdown when you compare it to the first film the mm. se- the what is the first what's the tagline of the first one like secret King- service kingsman the secret service that's it so when you compare golden circle to secret service like uh, like they're, they're very similar films but secret service uh, golden circle kind of doubles down on like the ridiculous humor so yeah um which it's still funny and like it's still got great like f- like like the church fight choreography from the first one there's still like great scenes like that oh yeah we love yeah, yeah, yeah. So st- i highly recommend you watch it yeah um, but I really like the different direction they're taking with yeah, the I, King's Man. Yeah, I, I like it. I like I like that it's a bit more... I don't know. I, I'm i a big fan of comedy movies in general. Like, they're great. Like, I like to turn my brain like off. But it. I also really enjoy the more serious stuff. Yes. Because, um, like, funny gets old sometimes. Well, like, what you need and is, is like, a balance, right? You need exactly. Variety. Yeah, you need yeah, yeah. And yeah. anything that you watch, and this is why we have different genres. For example, mm. when you get tired of one, you kind of move to the next. And yeah. depending on how you're feeling, different things. I think it's good for the Kingsman franchise as well. Because if you have three, like, ridiculously over-the-top comedies yeah, in a like, row... Yeah, it's like, what's the point of I watching th- all of them? You kind of, yeah. you kind of alienate your audience. You limit yeah. yourself to kind of yes. one demographic. So I think having a break, like a bit of a palate refresh before yeah. moving into Absolutely. Kingsman 4, which will yep. be... A continuation of the original Kingsman series oh, yeah, with, with Eggsy and Karen, yeah. and that'll probably be the last one. I just love that. He's, I, no, I, love I, that he's I, I think they're finishing off the trilogy. They're finishing off the they're trilogy. Off the trilogy. Okay. We just. And this will be the last one. Uh, the third one. So that's what we hear at the moment. Okay, um, so there won't be a. F- there won't be one with Taron again. They, no, sorry, sorry. What I mean is they're finishing off the trilogy with Taron. Oh right. Yeah. Okay, so, yeah. so there'll be. There'll, I just, can there'll I be four just moves in total. Point out how much I love the fact that his name is Taron Egerton, <laughs> and his character name is Eggsy. Yeah. <laughs> like that's so funny. Also, and just like he, the discovery of Taron Egerton in that movie, like the oh, fact that like oh. like he just came out of nowhere. Did you see him I in Eddie him. the Eagle? Yes. Yes. That was so good. I don't know if we've talked about it on this podcast yet, but I watched like on a plane yeah it's a few and years old that movie now isn't it, it yeah it's, it's a, Jack yeah. And Nicole. yes it's quite a good car yeah i, I don't, I don't know. Um, but yeah. i just i just remember just because i've seen videos of the actual guy as well yeah and i just thought like he did such like he didn't quite get everything like it wasn't like a oh my god he like did everything yeah my movement for movement but he just i just seeing the change from Kingsman, which was why I saw him in, and then I yes. saw Eddie the Eagle, and I was like, "That is such an amazing, that's, crazy. that's so the, such talent." The interesting to be thing able is, is that obviously Elton John is in Kingsman too. Yes, and, and the, the, yes. there's another link as well because uh, Dexter Fletcher is the director of um of Eddie Rock- the Eagle. Oh, He's right. also yeah. the director of Rocketman. Oh, there so, you go. Interesting. That's <laughs> so there's a, there's a great that's big link. So, they, there. so what would have probably happened is I'm pretty sure Matthew Vaughn produced uh, Eddie the Eagle, uh, Rocketman, Rocketman as well. So there's like a link everywhere. It's like I think probably like um, Elton probably met Taron on the set of Kingsman. That's what I think and happened. They were like, and and and, and like, Elton uh, was like, "This uh, is fucking amazing." <laughs> Wait, <laughs> you literally have like a once in a generation voice as yes. well as kind of looking like a young me. Yeah, we uh, hired, and you've we acted are. incredibly in both of these yeah. films that we've done. Like, yeah. let's get you on board, or like three yeah. of these films that we've done. So let's yeah. go. Yeah, so Kingsman's a great franchise, and excited um, to see Ralph Fiennes in it. That's kind of one of yes. the yes. takeaways from that. Um, really well, good. I love. Really he always actor. does the, the Apart from series. Fiennes, who I love. Um, <laughs> who else is? Because who was the young lad? His little protege. Why did he look him. like Taron? Like a young. He's probably of like Taron's ancestor because, like. 
No, 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 but the actor looked like a young Taron Egerton. They probably cast that purposefully. I, I can love that. I, I love when they manage to cast. Yeah. And for it actually be like, wait. Like, it, you know when you're a kid and you think that um, when they do flashbacks for movies, they filmed that when the kids were young and then they wait until they were No, I never Did thought that. Did you guys? That. No. Oh, I absolutely <laughs> thought that. I was like, oh my, oh my God, movies oh my must God, take so long. long. They, did like a boy, they did like a boyhood with it. Yeah. <laughs> Have you guys seen Boyhood? No, I haven't. Do you know about it? I know about it. I think you were talking to me about it once. Yeah, I probably have, yeah. They literally filmed it, like... No, like, they literally filmed a segment of the film each year for 18 years. Mm. Really? So, like, you literally see the actors grow up. That's how I thought all... All films were made. Every single film. Every single film. Um, that guy, spirit. that guy's name that you, that you're looking for before is Harris Dickinson. Um, he's yes. kind of he's kind of like a pretty unknown actor. He was in Maleficent, but he was also oh, um, who is he? Is was the guy he the boy? In, uh, he probably was someone young, and I is don't this remember. Is the Kingsman guy? Yes, the Kingsman yes. guy. But he was also in a film in 2017 called Beach Rats, which was uh, uh, a very, a very, a very well received film. So. What Beach Rats? Beach Rat, Beach Rats. Yeah, Beach. Rats. I'm pretty sure it's about like uh, gay soldiers. Um, it's it's supposed to be really it's well. That's known. slightly misleading. I they... thought it was a comedy. Yeah, I thought it would have been a comedy about like you know like like a gang beach goers. No, I'm pretty sure it's like a quite like if you can look at this poster, it's Let's quite like a, a depressing like. Uh... <laughs> We're looking at a bunch of shirtless men looking really disappointed. <laughs> Cool. Cool, 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 cool. Sounds like cool, cool, Sabrina's. Uh, alive. <laughs> hey. Whoa. Hey, Hello. Come on. Low blow. Sorry. Low blow. Disappointed shirtless men. It's really specific. Okay. All right. Let's move on from this. Excuse me. <laughs> Sorry, Sabrina. I am not a disappointment. Let me tell you. No, our listeners. Sabrina's going to send Tom to the afterlife, <laughs> which links us to our next topic, <laughs> yes, guys. Afterlife. The second season of Afterlife has oh been officially confirmed, and I think he actually posted something today. That they did a table read. Is so. this that one with uh, Ricky Gervais? Ricky Gervais. Yes. I haven't seen it, but I've seen the so ads for it. For context, I also for haven't those seen listeners it. and you two who haven't seen the first series of Afterlife, it is probably, and I'm not exaggerating here. Tom's about to exaggerate. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not about to Take exaggerate everything here. Tom says Anyone's Tom proceeds to exaggerate. It's probably some of the best television I've ever had the pleasure of viewing. Um, so afterlife, <laughs> afterlife came at a time for me when I was quite depressed. It was actually quite recent. Um, and you okay, buddy? You want to talk right. about it? We can talk about it later. It's around the same time the podcast started. It's actually the, the day the first episode was recorded. <laughs> That's when the depression started. Um, yeah, just <laughs> you guys just got, got me slaving away behind a mic, you know, being the star. And all yeah, we lock so. Tom up after every episode, and he just sits. Yeah, down the only and, time yeah. he gets to interact with anybody is, is for this, this podcast. podcast. Yeah, I mean, you're covered. I'm like, hello. Is it time for another episode? <laughs> hello. He's desperate for it. He episode. was um, really struggling, but in this last break. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, yeah, we spent like four weeks in the cupboard. Like, guys, guys. Um, Ricky. Anyway, after just life, just a disclaimer, um, we do not keep Tom in the cupboard in help. between episodes for legal reasons. Uh, yes, please no. Legal reasons is not a joke. what happens. Please don't sue us, guys. Help me, send help. <laughs> no. He's just kidding. We're just kidding. Hashtag uh, free Tom. Uh, hashtag free Tom. Regardless, Afterlife is a television show that I think is amazing. It's about uh, dealing with loss. Um, in a uh, in a comedic way so um, Ricky Gervais's characters this is not a spoiler because it's literally the premise of the entire show yeah, right. his wife dies mm. um, and leaves a little video diary for him telling him to be happy and positive oh. and he does exactly the opposite he becomes really quite nasty almost mm. but like sarcastically nasty mm. so like he just he just 
it's like what it's like if you work in customer service or you just walk around and you just think stuff about people he just oh my God. says what he says wants it. yeah that's um, me today it's incredible <laughs> it's so cathartic viewing yeah right because you see the type of person that you see every day you see the annoying child that you just want to tell to shut up you see you know the the woman in the shop who's rude to the like cashier and you want to yell at them or you mm. see the person who's like put your dog on a leash in the park you know you, mm. you like you see those types of people and he says just what we all think when we mm. see these annoying people. Yeah, right. That does sound really cathartic, and just, actually. Yeah, <laughs> and he like like tells his but like he's got a really weak willed boss, and like he just t- says to his boss, "I'm taking advantage." It's just it's so cathartic, and I mm. love it, and it's hilarious. Um, and okay. he's filming a second series, and there's this beautiful dog as well. He has a dog in the show. It's oh my God, I can't babe, remember breed? the breed, but it's a what does it be- look like? It's like a big dog, but it's beautiful. Um, and he's and he released a photo on Twitter. Um, because he got so much love for that dog of him with like seven dogs and he said casting for Afterlife 2 and you would have seen if you follow my Twitter I tweeted him a picture of my dog saying that's right it's true <laughs> okay I just googled yeah. him beautiful oh. isn't it I don't know what breed it is it's it like looks... a German Shepherd or something yeah maybe. like a German Shepherd mix yeah it, it was absolutely stunning that oh my dog God, I so. love him yeah because he has like he has like a German Shepherd like ear and face but doesn't have yes. the normal so coloring. I do want to eventually review Afterlife for this podcast for sure yeah um, it, it's in, definitely in something I've, I'm really interested yeah. in watching and keen to see what he has up his sleeve for the second season yeah me too cool um, so guys we're moving on to now the final section of today's podcast yes. which is finally finally uh, <laughs> it feels like I've been waiting all my life to talk <laughs> about this uh, this is Treasure Planet Treasure Planet hey. so Stephen, um, take us away. This is this is your moment, my friend. Yeah, I know. This is all me. This, this stage is your so I don't get stage fright, guys. Come on. <laughs> so, what can I say about Treasure Planet? First of all, um, obviously, let's just start with like the, the facts. It's a 2002 animated film from Disney Studios mm-hmm. directed by um, Ron Clements and John Musker, who are kind of two of the most famous Disney directors yes. around. What they, else have they done? So they also made Aladdin, they made The Little Mermaid, they made Hercules, Bunch and they just made um, oh, right. they just made Moana as well. Excellent. Oh, so okay. Yeah, they're, yeah. they're very, very well respected you know, within the community. And Treasure Planet is their passion project. That This is the project that they wanted to do basically oh, for their entire lives. Yes. Yeah. So, um, yeah, essentially they, they really hated actually working um, on, like, the other projects like Aladdin Little Mermaid because this Treasure Planet was their focus for 20 years so they came up with the concept and they pitched it to um, Jeffrey Katzenberg Mm. who is kind of the exec uh, Mm. Disney animator and he kind of said hey listen we've done the whole pirate thing we made Treasure Island um, 20 years ago didn't really work out well for the studio and and obviously Treasure Planet is an adaptation of the book Treasure Island, yeah, but yeah. obviously with a different spin on it. Mm-hmm. And their idea was a bit too wacky for the kind of the 80s, mm-hmm. 90s vibe, yeah, yeah. so they had to wait. And they kind of made a deal. They kept saying, well, if we do this film for you, will you let us make Treasure Planet? Yeah. And they did that and did that, and they did that for about six films. Shoot. And um, yeah, about halfway Imagine through, they that. were actually going to do it. And then this film called The Black Cauldron came out, and it's kind of known as the film that almost killed Disney. Because wow. yeah, essentially, um, the, when the Black Cauldron came out, it lost the studio millions and it almost collapsed the entire animation wing because they didn't have money. That's yet. interesting. I've never seen or heard of the Black. Yeah, Cauldron. neither have I. Yeah, no. It's it's okay. it's really kind of known as like. Oh, is it, like is, it, is it still available, or have Disney purged it from the world? <laughs> they should okay, have purged it, but here it we does go. exist. So I just googled it. In the land of Prydain, Prydain. Lowly pig herder Taran dreams of becoming a gallant knight. Young Taran receives his heroic calling when the evil ha- evil horned king 
<laughs> um, I don't think the film's honestly, actually that bad. Apparently, sorry, it's just, I just it's just the, uh, it's, well, I got fifty five on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, it's it's like not horrible. The problem is that it made no money at all. Like it like yes. and it cost them millions because the animation. I'm sorry, Sabrina, yeah. did you pronounce the Myers correctly? Tomatoes. You did. Yeah, you did. I always pronounce it like that. Do you? I always thought you said tomatoes. Like no, one, <laughs> no, it's um, no I'm American not a <laughs> No tomatoes. I could kiss you. I, Thank you. Please Thank don't. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> I always have this argument with every Australian I meet. They're like, it's tomatoes. I'm like, literally no one. No in Australian Australia says, says tomato. Everybody says tomato. <laughs> no, you think of Americans, no. dude. Americans say tomato, my dude. Tomato. <laughs> Potato. Tom's. Life is imploding. Um, I can see it in his eyes. Oh, sorry, we better so move on so swiftly. Let's get back uh, on yeah, to we'll Treasure Planet. This has been such a weird tangent of a podcast. It's been great. <laughs> I've loved it. It's been too long, my dudes. All right. <laughs> so anyway, so we know now that the Black Cauldron almost sunk their project, essentially. These guys have been desperate to make Treasure Planet mm. for about 20 years. Then suddenly they say, okay, make one last film for us. Make Hercules and we will let you make Treasure Planet. Okay. So they said, yes, but you're not going to screw us over this time. We want to uh, also... Yeah, we want a contract and we want someone to be working on it while we're working on Hercules. So they said, okay. And they hired this guy, these two guys named Ted Elliott and Terry Rossio, Mm -hmm. who began writing the treatment for... Treasure Planet, Cute. who would later go on these two guys to write Pirates of the Caribbean. Wow. So, uh, oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. So, oh, my God. We love an Those story. names definitely rung a bell there. Definitely. And they, they, are, the they are the two real geniuses behind Pirates of the Caribbean, um, those yeah, two right. guys. So, Aww. yeah. So, there's a really good team working there uh, to make incredible. Treasure Planet. That's incredible. I didn't know that. I love, I love an origin story. This is yeah, so no. cute. <laughs> it's, it's, it's amazing. And uh, it's, it's, this did film is... Did you research re- this, Stephen? Or did you just know this? What? I knew a lot of this, but I researched just to back up everything I knew, kind of, and get the the nitty gritty facts. Um, Yeah, the long and short of it is basically that when this film came out, uh, well, basically, so they got to make the film the way they wanted to, basically, Mm -hmm. didn't have any problems with the studio. The problem then came that Katzenberg specifically didn't trust that this movie was going to make any money. Mm. So essentially, he sunk it. Oh. He decided instead of releasing it when they when these two guys wanted to release it during the year, which would have made a lot of money, mm. they people projected by looking back at like what people spent their money on. Yeah, he purposely released it on the same day as the first Harry Potter film. Oh. No way! And intentionally made sure the Treasure Planet made Why no would money. You do that? Just yeah. What's d- the point? Well, essentially, it was because he wanted to save face because the Black Cauldron already fucked them yep. over and he didn't want there to be a big uh, kind of um, yeah, an, newspaper repeat, article yeah. about oh look they've Disney have like fucked up two like big movies now they've yes. lost millions of dollars again mm. so essentially that's wow. the real reason why Treasure Planet isn't held up as one of the kind of classic Disney films despite Which if you're speaking be. to a lot of people it, it really is held in that kind of nostalgic yeah. esteem um, yeah so it's essentially essentially yeah that's that's kind of the nitty gritty backstory yeah, right. of, of, <laughs> of what happened to it and why not a lot of people know about it yeah for me my personal attachment to the film is that i obviously grew up watching it a lot Mm. um it's something that is really deeply personal to me it's like one of these kind of films that everyone has they're just you just yeah it's it's your spirit it's yeah it's 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 what your spirit yeah essentially (laughs) spirit hey interesting choice of words sabrina what? It's your, it's your stallion yeah. of the film, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I was saying. That's what she It's in your spirit. I thought you meant it was literally like my spirit. No, no she said I mean, it was your spirit. Either way, it applies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so if we figured out that, like, your yours is spirit, yours is Treasure Planet, and What's mine yours? is, like, Star Wars and Star Trek. Yours is significantly, like, more boring than ours. I'm sorry. Oh. 
Thanks. But like, right. we need you need a, an animated, I need an actual animated, animated film, my dude. Probably Toy Story or like Monsters Inc. Yeah, good choices. Just such a basic bitch. I am a basic uh, bitch. Do I need like an obscure bitch. one, like Treasure Planet or Spirit? Yeah. Uh, probably bed knobs and broomsticks <laughs> that I mentioned in the first oh, episode. Oh yes, right, yes, yeah. yes, 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 That's fair. Fucking <laughs> love that film. <laughs> I'm sorry. Not I, I promise. And I promise. Boys. I'm not. I'm not dissing. Uh, bed knobs and broomsticks. Star Wars or. Uh, oh yeah, don't do that. Toy Story will come up. Yeah, yeah I, this like podcast is very, very over good. if you diss Star Wars. <laughs> uh, I, I love those mil- those you films. Diss the Last Jedi, or you like. Oh yeah, that's that's a good moving one. on. It's a trend. Uh, okay, we're, we're in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> As we cannot talk about the last Jedi. We will be literally. We'll be, we will be hung, drawn, and caught <laughs> by our friends. Yeah, in we'll real life. Give this to our screen screen teacher. Oh yeah, uh, <laughs> he would love that. Though. Yeah, just just a little backstory. We have a screen tutor at uh, Murdoch who hates, absolutely detests the last Jedi. Yeah, like, he he's brings up justified. in every. Every single lecture. Good man. Takes a swipe Without at it every fail. single time. Every, yeah, when he can. We're, even when it's not like... Yeah, he just Even when it's off it's topic. So we were watching... I remember once we were can watching... I meet this we're, guy? Yes. Because I want to have a beer with him. We were, watching, we were watching Apocalypse Now once and he was just like, this is how you open a film. <laughs> not like that Last Jedi trash. <laughs> and I was just like, wow, okay. Got something he on just, your mind? Yeah, he just, he, yeah it's great. Um, yeah. Anyway. Yeah, off topic. Coming back to Treasure Planet. Back um, to it. Yeah, so essentially, uh, talk to you guys briefly about kind of your memories. Tom, you haven't seen it in years. Sabrina, you're about the same, right? I haven't seen yeah, it since Yeah, I saw it when yeah. I was really young and then I haven't seen it since. Well, except for this week. Definitely, yeah. <laughs> cool. Um, yeah. So, yeah, my... Yeah. I remember my, my first thought was that Jim is such a moody teen. <laughs> yeah. Like, like he's 16. Yeah. Um, and oh my god like I loved it I was yeah. living for it but also <laughs> he was he just like he was such a freaking well, it's... stereotype he was so grumpy and like in trouble with the law and like yeah. cool kid but also yes. like smart and yeah. I, I loved it That's, <laughs> it's funny that you mentioned that it's so interesting because like I was reading some because I went on to after I watched the movie I went on to YouTube and looked up some of the clips like some of the better like moments and stuff yeah. and like rewatched the opening and sort of and was like scrolling through the comments and there were a lot of people who said mm. that they had like childhood crush was Jim oh yeah and, like, G- oh, Jim Hawkins like, is yes. like a a sex like uh, icon uh, of the 2000s as someone who was a young female <laughs> I'm a disagree no, because no because it was people saying but the bisexual wrong. energy was big in this film because everyone was like men yeah, were like I love this man yeah, yeah it was I, I yeah. Said, so personally I just want to talk about Jim Hawkins sexual bit. awakening uh, Look, it definitely just, wasn't I, but uh, I just think the rat tail isn't it's just it's oh not God, the rat tail. it's not my thing the, there ain't yeah the rat tail's not good, just, not a great choice not, but I'm so glad that. he cut it off but, in the end yeah <laughs> it was very cathartic the, the floppy fringe though is definitely something oh, that the, I like the, yeah the floppy fringe is so me but it's the yeah. rat's tail it's, it's I can't do it Jim Hawkins the person though there's something really good about him in this film and I think I've like kind of I've had to think about it and I've kind of tried to put it into words of why Jim Hawkins was such a big inspiration as a character for me as growing up. Mm. Um, obviously, like, you guys know me, I'm quite, like, a wide-eyed person, just like Jim, kind of, like, wide-eyed, kind of ambitious, adventurous pe- pe- person. So, like, yeah. obviously, I can relate to that, um, that kind of, like, yearning for, like, an exciting life. Yearning for a rat tail? Yeah, definitely. I'll <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, see you with a rat tail. Please don't grow one. I'm, <laughs> definitely I'm... not. Please. I will tell Maddie to cut it off in your sleep. <laughs> yes, you will. <laughs> don't worry, you don't have to... You won't have to. She would have already should've done, done it. <laughs> the moment he starts thinking about it, she's like scissors behind the sofa, like. Ah. 
So I mean, so in the original, in the original um, Treasure Island, mm. right? Jim Hawkins as a character, his parents are both dead. So it's playing into like the classic stereotype in Disney where orphan. The, the orphan child. Yeah. What What I love that uh, Musket and um, Clements did with Jim Hawkins in this movie is instead of having the dead parents... They gave him his mother. They gave him his mother and they took away his father, and which is a, such a great idea for mm. diversion um, yes. because w- think about why this is important. For a lot of kids growing up in the early 2000s, a, a missing father figure is something that they can really relate to. And like... Div- Especially, obviously not divorced yes. parents in this case, but it works as the same kind of metaphor, mm. like an, yeah. ab- an absent parent. An absent parent. Well, that, that became quite big in the 21st century, you know, yeah. for a lot of um, particularly, you know, uh, uh, I would I would say like children of the 90s who, who perhaps lived in, you know, inner cities and things like that, that yeah. had like a great deal of, you know, there was a great deal of divorce rates and things like that and absentee parents, whether it was the mother or the father. So mm-hmm. something, having a pr- protagonist that was in that particular dilemma because the whole orphan thing has been done to death. You 100%. Know? And, and um, it really adds nothing to his character, right? Whereas what they've done with um with Jim losing his father in this film is it actually, every decision he makes is informed by that loss. Connecting yeah. to John Silver in a fatherly exactly. way. Exactly. Like he, the, that relationship is completely intentionally like a father-son kind of yeah, relationship the key and to this film definitely and it's the reason why kind of he becomes so attached to John Silver yeah. Yeah. but even in terms of like if thinking about everything he does like he's he's constantly trying to live up to this like moral obligation to like look after his mother and like yeah. and to, in, in the original yeah. film that he hops on the pirate ship mostly because like a sense of adventure yeah. whereas this film Wanderlust yeah essentially Wanderlust yeah and whereas whereas in this film he literally like the house his mother's house burns down mm. um, he like he, he literally owes almost. it to them yeah. to her and like that's way more powerful yeah, it was, it was, it was his opinion. fault mostly it also, yeah. and it makes his kind of transformation into more of an upstanding citizen a little bit more believable definitely as well yeah. especially because um, he basically like as a character is already a good guy like you see like yeah, kind of, like, very Han well. Solo yeah definitely yeah and, and, and it makes it like a story about redemption which is way more powerful than kind of this story about just like a kind of wide-eyed wanderlusty kind of kid yeah. yeah so like they instantly have in my opinion improved kind of the backstory of this character mm. and then when you when you add mm. John Silver so John Silver in this film is incredible. It's like he manages to be an antagonist, a supporting character, a father figure, a mentor, a mentor. Then like, then comes back into becoming yes. a mentor again right at the end, which is like, and then is an absentee father figure at the end. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> and it's so strange the way and, that he, he's. And I was so gripped by that character in particular. That relationship and, is really one of the keys yes. of the film. And actually, the like, I was so surprised at the absolute gut punch that I got when he was. Sort of pretending to his crew that he didn't oh. care about, mm. uh, he didn't care about Jim. Yeah. It was like, wow, I did not think I would be this attached to these characters this quickly because the film's only about an hour and a half long. Yeah, mm. definitely, and it kind of it kind of comes at you really quick, and it's like, yeah, like like you're saying, in that scene in particular, like I've been saying, how everything is informed by like th- that loss of a father. So you you see Jim lose his father, you see him and Silver become close. You see like they bond together um depending on what ha- like on what different things like the admiral dies, gets sucked yeah. into the black hole yeah. and kind of yeah, they have to deal with uh, the spider dude, which I can't remember his oh name. God. I can't remember. His uh, name. I don't yeah. think did he have a name? It was just the spider. Yeah, he did dude. have a name. I can't remember. That's oh. that's bad on me. The but the mean spider dude. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he was really creepy. But anyway, <laughs> oh. you see this bond happen and then you see you see Silver literally renounce everything good that he said that he said about yeah. Jim up until this point like that is like the most biggest gut punch that you can receive we don't know if it's if it's if it's even true we still to the end of the film we don't know if 
John Silver is manipulating Jim to let him go, mm. or if I he mean, truly I... cares about him, or what. I mean, I, I'd like to believe that he truly cared about him, but you, yeah. you just you don't know one hundred percent, you know. One hundred percent, and like yeah. I think also John represents uh, where Jim was heading, kind of as a person before, like kind of interacting with John, yes. which is really interesting because he kind of he makes the he makes the choice numerous times in the film. He makes like the morally correct decision where John will John John will kind of uh, act going after the money and to have that final decision that John has to make to save Jim or and let go of the ship um, I'm a, is I'm such a, a great reflection of their, their relationship. I'm yeah. going to say something that you're probably not going to like, Stephen. I'll say it. Um, so I actually... So I, I'll preface this with I liked... I really did enjoy the movie. I, it was yeah, a, like cool. a nice blast from the past. Good you have to suck up, Serena. Good. Yeah. Um, but, uh, <laughs> but... First of all... But. I I liked John Silver as a character. Yeah. I did not buy his last choice what, to leaving? save Jim. Oh, save I didn't Jim. buy that. Right. Because In I felt way? I felt like there was like they did have a bond. I just I don't think it would have I don't saw I think I saw enough of um Jim uh, of of John Silver changing as a character to really buy that he would drop his lifelong ambition, which he'd been focusing on, like for most of the movie, to save this. Kid. Well, that's the thing is, is that he John Silver was probably going to die anyway because the ship was like in half. Yeah, and he was hanging yeah. off. Well, I don't. Know. I just. I don't know. I just didn't. I just didn't quite buy it. Okay. I no, think. Um, fair, and I do. I have one more. One more little Another hot take. I know. I'm so sorry, Stephen. That's um, okay. This okay. is a free he hates me. debate. Um, <laughs> There's hatred in his he eyes. He's so angry. And my <laughs> other thing was I, I quite liked Jim as a character. I thought he was yep. a little bit one-sided with the whole yep. angsty teen. Yeah, um, I can actually and agree and I, with that. I wish, I wish there'd been more focus on him Didn't as an intelligent him. human. I think um, I think there is. Well, the he, mother he creates the hoverboard, it. you know. Yes, yeah, well, he, 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 he does start, have a lot of It's at the start and it's at the end. Not necessarily. Because, no, it is. No, no, no. Because you see him learning to tie the knots. You see him becoming yeah, a, a competent member of the crew. Can do that. Definitely, like, I can't I can, do that. I can do that. You can become a competent space crew member. Yeah. Yeah, I did scouts. No, because at the beginning he was pretty incompetent. Like he couldn't even mop the floors correctly. No, but like my thing is so he. The mum says at the start of the movie that. He's an intelligent guy and, like, he, he means blah, 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 yeah. blah. He built his first hover thing when he was three or whatever. Yeah. And then you see at the end when he, like, starts up the ship, you know, and then saves them all and figures yeah. it all out. But I just wish there'd been a point in the middle where maybe he'd, like, been shoved into some spare parts and, like, had put something together. Like, had built, like, a little mopping machine. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like, maybe a bit more, like, tech stuff, yeah. I, yeah. I, I think there are those moments. I I, I, well, I agree the, with yes. you. The thing where he's piloting the little longboat with yeah. John and he falls in, you know, in the middle of the film. No? Is Wait, that when an he's intelligent ca- moment? And he's the only one who figures out the orb. Yes. No, no, because, no, like, that's what I was saying, that's at the end. I just wish oh, there'd been a the, little it's bit... In the, it's in the beginning. Yeah, but, so, yeah, so there's, the there's beginning and there's end, but there's not a lot of middle is my I, I issue. I agree technology-wise, maybe in the middle it lacks, but I think what yeah. they do, I think they actually intentionally did that, Sabrina, because if you think about the kind of things like we're saying what he does on the ship, so he learns to tie the knots, yeah. but also things like 
doing the dishes, right? So when Silver's like, ha you're going to have to deal with all this shit. Then he comes back and they're yeah, all sparkling really good job. Yeah. He does a really good job. Yeah, I, I think, suppose I think it shows we... his work ethic and he ties rather than his intelligence. Yeah, I think. Yeah. I just, Which I... I think is what needed improvement, right? Rather well, than like, because, he was already yeah. smart, but he needed the application yeah, because his mother and like, said he was smart. He demonstrated that he was smart. You know, he was a great little pilot That's... with his little hobby. But he didn't yeah. have discipline, which I is just... why he got in trouble with the police. I just, I think my point is like, I... If I was to change anything at the movie, I would just add just a little bit Same more bit of that technic- more technological. Like, okay, yeah, no, that, that's, that's, that's yeah. a fair grab. Yeah. I, I get that. That's a fair yeah, but point o- to make. O- yeah. Otherwise, like I, I loved it. Like it was, it was a really good movie. Um, it's filled with a lot of great. Um, I love Emma Thompson side characters. as the uh, <laughs> as the captain. Like, yes, Emma Thompson's yeah. great. Oh that was that God. was such a weird. I did not expect that. Uh, yeah. I think I was like googling um, the the voices as I was watching. Yeah. So I was like, what was her I name again? Them. Captain Amelia. I don't even know. Yeah, it's Captain Amelia. Yeah. Um, um, and then her relationship with the dog dude. Oh, oh yeah. Doctor Dilbert Doppler is one yeah. of my favorite things. <laughs> Him rocking up to the is... to the moon port uh, in that oh. like suit <laughs> is one of the all time great he gags. Has, I actually I straight up wrote down this quote because it was so funny. <laughs> and that was um, such an interesting. Sorry to, but their relationship. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, give me the quote. Give us the quote first. Yeah, so the, so the quote. So it's um, it's when they're like stuck uh on the the treasure planet, um, and he says you can't help people with a doctorate. You just sit there and you're useless. <laughs> and I thought that was so funny. That was funny. Like, like I just, it just made me giggle. It, I yeah. think that's my favorite quote from the movie. Um, not dissing people who have doctorates. Like it's really freaking hard to get one. Like yeah, congrats. Um, and you know. There are two people in this room who want to get one, Steve. <laughs> um, I, I another great funny. side character, in my opinion, is a lot. So I get it if you guys don't like this guy, because I know a lot of people don't. But for me personally, he just has some of the funniest lines ever, is Martin Short's character, uh, Ben, who plays the memory robot. Oh, um, yeah. oh my God. <laughs> I don't think he was he in did. there for long enough. Though. He kind of comes in in the last act, no, but he, ha- he has like him. a good plot reason to be there, obviously, for yeah, like yeah, like the course. brain and stuff. Um, yeah. He just has some of the great, like the all-time great lines. He gave me like, big robots vibes. Yeah, like, definitely. Like, yeah. you know the one that's like, I know yeah. the city like the back of my hand. And then yeah. he's like, oh, that's new. The red one. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Like, it gives me big vibes of that. Well, I got that, that and then one. I got Futurama vibes as well. Oh my God, yes. No, like I loved, I loved that character. And what I always wanted growing up, I always thought was the coolest thing, is I always mm. wanted a pet morph. <gasps> oh my god, yeah. I don't know how we got through this long without talking about morph and I know. Just, morph I is just one of the coolest ever I, things. Just the cutest and coolest, you know. I think there are there blob. are two little side characters that I True neutral. just am always in love with. <laughs> one of them. He actually is. Yeah. He turns yeah. into the ball just to fuck with them. <laughs> <laughs> like, that is the most yeah. evil chaotic thing ever. Yeah. No, I love him. Um no, but there's like there's two like little cutesy side characters that I'm absolutely in love with them. One of them is Morph and Morph. one of them is Bibble from the um, Barbie series. I don't know if you guys ever watched those. Whoa, that's a tangent. Oh my god. Okay. I Bibble is... Even. Like, please comment. We're gonna post this. Like, do a post on Instagram to like to talk about the um, podcast. Please comment. Please Bibble. comment if you remember and love Bibble, especially in the Mermaidia one when remember he Bibble. Eats, remember Bibble. Yeah, just and comment and Joan your favorite just, like Disney sidekick. Yes, um, yes, but like yes, if you all remember the idea. the bit where he eats the fruit and then he like he gets like a sultry singing voice. It's so funny. I'll show you guys after the podcast. Okay. Right. Okay. Um. um yeah. There's, yeah. Yeah. Just so many great 
it, I think it's filled with great cast and characters in this film, and like even people like like the Spider Guy, mm. uh, which I can't remember his name, which is shocking. We just, on we my just call him the mean Spider. The mean spider. He that that scene where he gets man. sucked up by the gravity was like terrifying yes. as a kid. Like, well, I that thought, was like, how does that work? Because they were still in the atmosphere. Surely he would have like gone out of the gravity. Don't poke holes in it, babe. Just and then leave just it. like just, just let it happen. The, well, it's that, movie, that, it's well, movie logic. I applied that logic as well. I was like, well, if he goes all the way up, then when he gets the gravity, like he'll fall and die. So I'm assuming that's how he died. Or he'll just sit at the top of the gravity being pulled, pushed down by the planet's gravity and pushed up by the ship's gravity. Yeah, probably something like that. And Mr. Arrow getting sucked into the black hole was like the most terrifying oh thing as a kid God. when like when he snips. Yeah, that was just... I didn't expect that to happen. I expected yeah. him to grab something and it was just like... Wow, oh, it's also such a gut punch when they blame it on Jim as well because yeah. he, like, oh he, he's like, I tied the arrow, like... And that was like a big moment oh. for him as well because it's like that was a moment when he was... Like that was a moment when he was like... He'd finally managed to do something. Like he yeah. was, he was like, he was like tie down the life lifelines, Jim. Yeah. Yes, Captain. And then he's like, oh, he's so no. proud. He's like, yeah. and they like, they like smile at each other. Like, yeah, yeah we got it. We're gonna make it. And then and it's such a heroic moment. And then Mr. Yeah, Arrow's like, lost. See you, Mr. Arrow. Yeah. Um. So yeah, there's one more kind of thing just in general that I wanted to talk about before we finish up, which is I kind of think there's like a there's like one example of like an absolutely that kind of shows how genius this film is. And that's um, and that that's that that's the the opening scene actually. Oh, yeah. with the, little, on the, the skateboard little... thingy. No, well, I the, love the, the little the, book the opening technology. Scene, the book, the book yeah, the scene. Book. So, so the film for those of you who can't remember opens <laughs> as, a, <laughs> as, a, as a classic as a classic narration. Um, so, so it, you see in in oh, the yes, 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 they yes, talk yes, about in the middle of space, the, the like where the wind blows and these, and they talk, they talk about yeah, like and it's how young Jim reading it, the book, it's young Jim reading yep. the book, and you think yeah. it, you think about how every Disney film starts. It's always like a retrospective narrator Shrek. telling the story. Shrek, yeah. Shrek is the only <laughs> one that, that yeah. does like a similar <laughs> thing where you jump in medias res into the story, and to yeah. see Jim literally pop into the narration yeah. is such like a cool like diversion of like what you're expecting. And to then see. that 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 transition from him sneaking under the covers into him flying oh. on the little hoverboard. So smooth. Well. Such a smooth, neat little transition Such 12 years transition. later. Great. Yeah. Just full of little... This film is... F- like, I was surprised at, uh, upon rewatch that it was just full of little genius ideas, you know? Yeah, I, I and that's... A, there's four things in this opening scene that just... That showed me from a child... Even from a child, I noticed, and I was like, this is how you make a good film. You set these four things up. One, you see that Jim is completely like captivated by the adventures of space pirates. So instantly, you know, the way he's dressed, like the way he's mm-hmm. like so excited about like reading these stories, the way he's desperate to like, even in his room, there's like posters of pirates and like little toy uh, spaceships mm. and stuff lining his bed. Yeah. Like you see how enamored he is with this world. The second thing is that the film, like you instantly know that this film takes place in the future. Um, one because the technology is just like soared past what we know, is it the but future, in other ways, is it it's like ho- an alternate reality. Yeah, like, alternate future. We don't, future so we don't sort see of Earth kind of thing. Yeah, but also know. it's like um, like some technology is like halted as well, which mm. gives it like this like rare like original like juxtaposition, almost like kind of like a steampunky kind yeah. of thing, but without. It's like refined steampunk, is what <laughs> I like to say. Yeah, yeah. It's, kind of, um, yeah it's like retro punk kind of thing. Definitely. I like it. Another thing I really love about this opening is his relationship with his mum. Oh, so yeah. it, you, the So even the way yeah. they say I love you to each other in that opening scene is so beautiful. And then you see how kind of life has shaped them 
like just mm. whatever on. it is it must only be eight or nine years later i think it is like when 12 years 12 years later it is that's right mm. um just to see how like a loss of a father and that sort of thing has like torn them apart and like just how the real world was it, was it's such else, a real relationship was anybody else really 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 for some unknown psychological reason totally and utterly shocked and despised the the, the woman in the corner of the bar who was like Get my juice. Oh my god. <laughs> Yo, that okay. lady still terrifies a, me to this yeah. day. As a waitress, I was so angry. Like I she's the type of lady who would start clicking at you from yes. across the room oh and you're holding god. like ten dishes. I was expecting yeah. like Ricky Gervais to walk in and be like, Hey <laughs> you Excuse you're me. You're a bad person. <laughs> you fucking bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Honest it's Can just- I swear? We've sworn so much I've, on this podcast. I've oh, wait, I, I just time. always assume we're Seven swearing. episodes in and yeah. we're like, can we swear? <laughs> yeah. You should know by now, Tom. Yeah. Um, okay. the, 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 <laughs> the last kind of subversion of really good Disney stuff, which I think makes this film genius, is the fact that there's no singing musical sequence in this. Which is which was no, very there's, rare there's for great this, songs. Era, this yeah. era of Disney, yeah. Um, because this era of Disney was all about kind of the singing, the musicals, and stuff. yeah. And this kind of shaped like the next generation of like the Tarzan movies. Well, and there was stuff. a little bit of dancing at the end. Was there? There yeah. was and some singing there, in Tarzan. Was there? They, they Surely. no, they don't sing in Tarzan. They have Phil Collins singing over the top. Ah, oh, and just like in this okay. film, there isn't a singing sequence, but there, there's it's a song. A, you feel like there's a singing sequence because there you get that f- where the father disappears and they yeah, sing. Song. I'm, I'm still here, yeah. Yeah. which is like one of like an, an incredible song. Yeah, great song. Yeah, yeah. that was. I'm really like moving listening, scene. I watching that scene and be like, that song is so good. <laughs> like, oh, I yeah. want that on my phone. Even the visuals, like you, you go yeah. back to Jim as a kid and you see he's like running towards oh. his dad and he just doesn't oh, make it for us in the shit. What an asshole. Yeah. I'm sorry, yeah, but don't, like, yeah. d- don't even like say goodbye to the kid. Well, with the mother like, crying at the table. It just goes to show. Oh, like, I was so angry. The, uh, yeah, and like, it's obviously meant to have that reaction yeah. in you, but it just goes to show like how acclimatized I am to kind of tropes. And that I thought like we were gonna meet his dad somewhere along. Yeah, right. Mm. But we just never do. It's so good because yeah, I mean, like, imagine how much that resonates. To, like, I had divorced parents, but I always had a good relationship with mm. my dad and my mum. But imagine kids who like this. Pl- I know many, dad. many people who mm. who grew up without fathers. Imagine how much seeing someone yeah. who goes through that and then becomes like a, a great person and achieves great yes. things like how moving it's that is to them it's a great little role model for young people who That's, have possibly gone through that is those one thing struggles. that I really do like about um a lot of kids' movies, especially now when they're really focusing on representation, yeah. is it's like it's so important for kids to see or read about different or, you know, just see different types people, of people and people that like I them. connect with. Yeah. Like the reason that I love Beauty and the Beast so much is because I saw myself in Belle. Right. Like she was smart and she liked to read and, you know, all that sort of thing. And I was like, and that's... she was really modest too. Hey, look. <laughs> <laughs> um... She's not a Leo. It's fine. Um, no, but like she, she liked to read, and I, I w- was never seen without a book <clears throat> when I was a child. Like, yeah. you know, even up to high school, I always had a book. And seeing a character who you know looked kind of like me, brunette, um, you know, and and was interested in the same things, it was such a, a little self insert there. Yeah, and it yeah. was really nice. And I'm like, that's that's one thing. Like, I mean, you're saying probably the reason you love Treasure Planet so much. You said earlier you, you see yourself in Jim. Yeah, I think I love all the characters yeah. in, in this film. But yeah, definitely, there's definitely like a yeah. like I see kind of the adventurous spirit and that sort of thing. Yeah, like, in and like myself that'd, and Jim, that would like, definitely be like part of the reason why you love it so much is because sure. you can relate to it. But it's also like the layered characters as well. So seeing mm. someone like John Silver, who's not quite a villain, but not mm. quite a uh, like a good guy. Mm-hmm. 
I love those kind of flawed characters and I always have and that's kind of why I've been drawn to stuff like Breaking Bad yeah. and like yeah. you see characters that just are so complex and even mm. that, that last moment like we are talking about like the last moment with John Silver where you he decides he decides to let him go he decides yeah. to set him free and kind of how that like oh, it's just beautiful and I, I think yeah. that, that that's one that's one thing I'll just say about Treasure Planet it's, it's beautiful and I love it it really is yeah. it is wow great review Stephen thank you so much Thanks. no I loved Thanks how in depth you went you actually yeah, had you like really, points yeah I was looking at your notes it was like crazy yeah all, all of my extensive. reviews are like really subpar compared to yours but it's fine don't worry guys get ready for the next review which is going to be mine which yes. is going to yes. be years and years which I'm very very excited for it's a British so. television show which... it's a British television show um, adapted written and produced and directed I believe by one Russell T Davies um, who, if you don't know, is quite a uh, well-known British writer and director mm-hmm. um, who revived Doctor Who uh, oh, yeah. for the 2005 uh, new series mm-hmm. um, and then sort of show ran Christopher Eggleston and David Tennant and left that in 2010. He's done a few sort of like um, LGBT stuff because he, he is a gay man. Mm-hmm. He's very quite public about his sexuality and, and he's brought that... There's a lot of that in years and years. There's a lot of like driving... Um, the main driving sort of romance is a gay romance, but it's more of like a cautionary tale about politics and culture yeah. and things like that. Yeah. So, like it's a side <clears throat> point, not the main point. It is a side point, and yeah. you know, one of the you know one of the men, one of the gay men, is a, is a refugee, mm. um, a Ukrainian refugee, and it's, it's very, very. Um, it, it's it's a really interesting extrapolation of the way that society is headed, and it's such mm. an it's it's hopeful, but it's also really, really quite somber as well and it's it, it pretty yeah. much politics yeah. pretty much <laughs> politics in in a way so in it's, a it's nutshell, such yeah. a I, i've got a lot to say about it like i watched yeah. it at a recommendation of a friend and because i follow russell t davies anyway mm. in his writing um and i i sort of sat down to watch years and years you know thinking it would be like a little sort of romp um like a little bit of you know we'd make fun of trump for a few hours yeah. and then move <laughs> yeah. on but like it's so much more than that and mm. it is just, and I'm excited to review it with you guys, and yeah. for you guys to watch it. So I will, yeah, I'll get on that. This bit weekend. of a little bit, a little bit of a preview for next episode. Yeah. Great, yeah. thanks, Tom, for that. My Sweet. Pleasure. Well, thank, thanks for joining us, everybody, today. Um, as always, um, leave us, leave us questions um, at, on our Twitter at uh, anything, everything podcast. Um, at any every podcast. At any every podcast is our, is our <laughs> handle, but yes, yes we are. Yes. Um, yeah, you can also find us on Instagram at a similar handle. Yeah, <laughs> anything, anything everything podcast. podcast I'm sure we'll, we'll show up yep. there. Yeah, you can just search anything and everything podcast, and, yeah. and we'll yep. come up at this point. Just comment on so. our recent posts. Yeah, yeah we absolutely. we really really want to add a um like a question kind of interaction section interaction to the podcast. Yes. So we can only do that if um people uh, tweet us and people comment. And yes, like please. That. Even if you have us on our personal stuff, send yeah. us yeah. send us questions. No, yeah. We're happy to read out pretty much anything on the podcast. Pretty obviously. much, pretty much. Don't I'm going to say that. within reason <laughs> within um, reason. to that because yeah. Obviously, no we can't. <laughs> minimum, uh, like maximum five spirit questions, guys. We can't. We can't. Add <laughs> I'm gonna, we're going to stretch that to ten. Don't worry. We'll, <laughs> don't worry. we'll get to the spirit episode eventually. Also, it was Sabrina's birthday recently, so yes. let's say happy birthday to our very own. Thank you. Um, you you uh, already know that we got a spirit-related got present. A spirit-related oh present. Okay. I, I bought her one seasons one through four of the spirit spin-off television series. I'm. What did I get you, Sabrina? You got me a freaking spirit. It Toy. wasn't even spirit. It's like some other horse from the new show. It's like a figurine. I'm, I'm angry, guys. His name is Jalapeno. <laughs> <laughs> Jalapeno he is the a, horse. He is, he is a, like, pro, probably see? like the size of a... Of like we'll a microphone. A, we'll post a picture of jalapeno. No, we're <laughs> no. not. No. Can we please? We're posting Aww. a photo of jalapeno. For the meme, y'all the can. Meme. But can I just say I do not approve. 
okay. do I I do not approve. I For approve. those in the back, I do not approve. Spirit questions, please. I'm really, I'm really sorry to headphone listeners. Um. Oh yeah. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Spirit questions. Yes. Please. All right. Well, that should wrap us up for today, yes. guys. So thanks for listening and tuning in as always. I've been Stephen. I've been Tom. I've been Sabrina. And send your spirit questions. To <laughs> <us>. <laughs>